Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and online mm. they're catfishing you shocker fiance soon you'll be flying to parts unknown 90 day fiance marrying someone you only met on your phone they French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. B-L-I-N-G. Don't, don't you do that. We can't sing at the same time, you bitch. <laughs> Y'all, we're remote. We are remote yet goat. We Someone's are. in Oklahoma again. Uh, again, I've questioned his father's cancer from the beginning. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, he was in a – he was in a – because he's – y'all, he had an infection. He had pneumonia, so it made him cuckoo, and he was out he on a ventilator for a week and almost died again. And um, so now he's – has a memory that lasts about three seconds. So it's every five minutes of, okay, let's go. All right, let's go. And he'll just get his walker and just start walking out the door in his hospital bed with his ass, just flopping in the breeze. Could you have a whiteboard that says you're in the hospital, dumbass, and you're going to stay there? <sighs> well, I, you know, I, you know what? Maybe that's my, that's my version of how things should go. I feel sorry for your parents. <laughs> because, you know, how was I in hospital? You know, you were actually, um, you know, you do get paranoid on that, that drug. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, how long? And so I remember, um, I remember you were, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I don't think it'll embarrass you. If it does, I'll edit it out because it is your personal stuff. But you were, 
I saw your junk so much because you were so <laughs> paranoid that you were like shitting in your pants or that, <gasps> and you weren't, but you have weird, you're y'all, when you're out like that, I, I learned that first of all, when they're taking the Catherine and everything out, it just feels weird, but also you're just getting sensory back. Yeah. So you keep feeling like you pooped your pants. I don't you, remember any of that. You kept, I would try to talk to you. This is before you could talk. This is when you still like had the breathing thing in, but were yeah. awake. And you would like point down to your crotch and I'd have to lip up your blankets and look at your junk and make sure you didn't go to the bathroom. You're so in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I'm uncomfortable. So I'm going to need you to really work on those feelings. It's going to really threaten our professional relationship. I didn't care, y'all. I don't if I if I if people around me wouldn't be bothered, I'm fine with nakedness. I'd be naked all the time. I don't care. I'll make a sex tape. Y'all can see it. You don't want to. Uh nope. I don't. <laughs> I don't ever want to see that. I wouldn't because of my mother. I don't want to see that. My mother um, would call me and say, Matthew, I just saw a video. Don't you think that was some heavy petting? <laughs> um, my mother would call me and say, Jaybird, yeah, call. Someone says they have a sex tape. Is that true? Would you do something like that? I can't even believe you would do that. I think my mom would cry. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little upset because I'm sure... In the heat of the moment, are guys like, "Yeah, can I take video of this?" I'm like, "Of course you can." <laughs> oh, there's there's some there might be clips out there. I'm not gonna lie, oh, but I mean, like a full I'm certain there are. Oh, I watch them. I make sure that you never see my face. Um, well, do you not I'm, do that. I'm still worried that Piano Cat 77's got some stuff <laughs> out there. Ooh. Oh well, well I, not, you can't you can't ever see Piano Cat 77's face. Um. Uh, Y'all, before we jump into somebody who would have... <laughs> this is reality gaze. Yes, it's a reality gaze. 90 Day Fiance. This episode is uh, episode, I think, nine. Episode, I don't even know. No, I don't know. Like, you So Bad Boy, part two. You So Bad Boy, part it's two. the most unprofessional thing in the world to not announce the name of your show within the first four minutes. It's true. It's true. Y'all, if you're new to the show, my name is Matt Mar, <laughs> a.k.a. Maddie, and my co-host is Jake Good Anthony... Coffee. Yeah. Jake Anthony, a.k.a. Poodle. Hello. Um, y'all, we need to tell you about something called Bling Empire. That's what we were singing. Our, I have to say, Poodle did it again. I think this is maybe our most well-received theme song. Yes, people have been coming at us about this theme song. I'm, I'm very happy about it. This or Too Hot to Handle probably are been people are the most excited about. The rapping, strangely. Strangely. <laughs> and I, I do get to show my street side. You do. Um, anyway, y'all, we also are enjoying talking about the show. We, um, it's the, for our listeners, the first, we are, we're going to do, the, we were going to do the two, but we just really had fun on the third episode and we thought, let's post the first three episodes on the free podcast and there's still eight episodes altogether, so we'll just put the other five um, behind the Patreon wall. So the, right now, the first three episodes are up, and episode four is up on the Gatreon. Um, we also, in this, because we wanted to, A, we've been wanting to do more collabs anyway, and it was just, we were kind of dealing with life last year, and, you know, 
being sued. And um, yeah. And so we finally stopped skull fucking us, y'all. That's done. That's done finally. But we um we wanted to do more collabs, and especially especially since this show is about Asian and Asian Americans living in Los Angeles, we are not. We do not have that experience, so we purposely have reached out. To I know that's shocking. Shocking, you guys. We've had a lot of Asian in us because <laughs> we don't discriminate who we fuck. No, no, no. Um, no. but um, anyway, so we have several podcasters uh, who are joining us. Uh, we had episode two was uh was the the host of the podcast Add to Cart. Uh, Kulat Vilaisak and Suchin Pak, and it was an amazing conversation. Um, yeah. You guys, you need to check out their podcast. It's all about consumerism and what we what we are buying right now, what we should drop, what we should add to our cart, what we should remove from our cart. And it sounds serious, but it's not. They're funny and they're so much fun, and they're friends, and so they have a good relationship. And I knew right. I knew Kulat was funny, you guys, because she did bajillion dollar bajillion dollar properties. She did who charted. And so I was I was prepared for that. Suchin fucking I, brought it. I did not expect Suchin Pak to crack Kulop up as much and just be so much fun. She was great. Um, and of course, I had to ask her about Kurt Loader. Y'all, because she's uh, from MTV fame. So yeah, MTV, MTV News. And um, I, it's funny how she would talk about stuff and say, you know, I did a little bit of digging. And she would actually talk in like an authoritative, credible way. Whereas we... Get an Instagram message from someone who says, "Yeah, y'all shouldn't talk about facts because y'all don't know what you're talking about." And I'm like, "We never said we were." <laughs> so Chin is a journalist. Yeah, though. yeah, we're not. Um, so we have some other interviews coming up several with other podcasters. Um, we're um, can we announce those or should we? Well, sure. We're going to be talking. Let's announce with, it. We're talking. Let's announce it. Uh, we're talking uh, with the fellas from Asian, not Asian, Asian, not Asian, and that uh, with Mike and Fumi. Yeah, um, that's the podcast Asian, not Asian. It's two comics uh, who talk about a kind of an Asian Americans' view of what is Asian and what is not Asian about being an Asian American. Um, and so they're going to have a lot to say, I'm sure. And we also have a stand-up comedian. And a friend of ours, uh, Melanie Maras, or Morris, I believe is how she pronounces it. Yeah, I've just uh, known her name, Melanie, and I've never really. Yeah, exactly. So, and we're like when a I friend. When I say of, her last name, it's weird. <laughs> well, no, we're, I know her from Melanie because we're, we're mutual friends with Lynn and Don McCoy. So I've seen her anyway. So yeah. I honestly knew her as a person and then didn't know that she did all the stand up. And so we kind of dug in, dug into this. And I was like, oh my God. So she's hilarious. So we're going to have her. And we also are having. A very special guest. And I'm. I might not be able to sleep tonight. It's. Um, we're not going to say the name, and we're not being dicks. We're just if we're afraid she's going to back out. We're afraid <laughs> she's going to back out because she's way more famous than anybody we've ever interviewed. I and booked it today, and I was nervous when I pressed send. It's. We're very excited. No shocker alert. It's not. It's not Michelle Obama. It's, it's not Darcy. It's not Darcy. But I wish. anyway, it is somebody that is we have been a fan for for a long time and we're super excited about. So and you'll be you'll be shocked that she agreed to come on our little shit show. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how. I don't know I how still, either. Our, our person at our agency helped us out to to facilitate things. And we 
We went through some assistants and PR yeah. people. Shout out to Sarah at ACAST who helped yes. us out with that. So anyway. And me who organized it, you bitch. Sure. Let's pat ourselves on the back in front of and on our on our own show. That feels good. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, y'all. Exactly. Like Sarah arranged it all, but I arranged it. Uh-huh. So the Bling Empire, the way it's going to work, again, after episode four, they go on the Patreon. However, all of the interviews with other podcasters are going to go all on the free feed. The free feed. So yeah. anyway. So that's that. Let's um and so uh the finale season part two of the finale Southern Charm is going to be explosive and that airs on Thursday. So therefore, our sweet tea episode will go up on Friday, like a messy cum shot. So be sure to <laughs> be sure to check I'm, that out. I'm hopefully your dick has never made that sound <laughs> every time. Yeah, yellow. It usually is like a hello, computer. my honey. Hello, my darling. Anyway, so um. So we got that, and then I don't think any other announcements. I think we can jump into the show, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, uh, we're doing, we're doing the crappies uh, tomorrow night. Oh yeah, no, we're Thursday. doing the crappies Thursday night. You're right. We're doing the crappies Thursday night. So Thursday might- night, it's going to be a live show. Watch what crappens. We are doing. They do awards every year. The crappies. What is our category again? Category is. Yes. Best non-Bravo show that they covered. So that's what we'll be doing. Um, yes, tune in for us, but you should tune in for everybody because it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about a relationship that's not a lot of fun. Jovi and Yara. <laughs> you talk, know, speaking of somebody I, that has a sex tape, y'all, Jovi's is out there. Oh, yeah. I love Yara more and too. more. I do too, actually. Um, I think this is... Ten days after she talked to Sarah, the bad friend. Yes. Um, and we had people coming at us and saying, well, you know, Sarah's just trying to let let Yara know what happened. And and, and I'm like, no, Sarah has tried to bang Joby before. Yeah. That was my first thought. I don't feel like it's girl code. I feel like it's. Not just no. It's just shitty. You stay out. Stay in your lane. You don't. You don't give a shit about Yara. Yes, you, you don't, don't even know shit. her. You don't give a shit about Yara. So then, uh, that's that's happened ten days ago. She is meeting uh the mom Gwen and the aunt Renette. Renette. Hi, my name's Renette. I love that name. Uh, I wish it's not necessarily like. It's, it's, it's right there. Yeah, I'm gonna talk talk about my about my cha cha Jovi. Okay, all right. I don't. It's like suddenly you sound like you a. Bo- you, you got me to mom. You sound like a voice actor from the Frog Prince. Uh, Princess and the Frog, but yeah, yeah, Princess and the Frog. So anyway, so we find out something I never knew. This where you are, she's talking to them, and she talks about how uh, engagement rings are worn on the right hand. In the Ukraine, yeah, unless you, and it's only on the left if you, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what that was just, the loudest thing I've ever heard that your computer or phone just made. I don't know, it says a reminder of chiro, chirology. I don't know what chirology is. This is not something we should be talking about, anyway. So, anyway, can you mute that in any way? I did, it's fine. Can we, yes, it's fine. So yes, in in Ukraine, you um you wear your wedding ring on the right hand. Unless this is what Yara said anyway, unless you uh you're divorced or someone has passed. Uh, so that's interesting. There you go. And so um 
She also talks about how she still wants to get married in Vegas and that we want to get married there. And again, and Gwen's like, we still need to talk about our wedding, shop. Oh, you gonna, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. Goddamn, you gotta have a goddamn gathering. That's we can't. Yara's like, it's in nature. It don't need to. And she, no, we gotta, we gotta, we gonna have a, we gonna have a party. We gonna have a, all the, you gotta have a drink. Really and not going. I want my family wedding there. Um, uh, yes, I, my family's not there, so that'd be hurtful for them. Then the aunt comes in with and says, "Well, you know, you gotta be talking about you can't, you know, you you, we, you someone proposed for you before. What's to happen that chow? What the uh, fuck did you just say? <laughs> I, could, I did not understand it. Someone proposed to Yara before they find out. Yes, and then and yeah. she said three to four months after someone proposed to her, she met Jovi, and mom's and- like." Mm. She's a oh, nice- I did not know. I did not know someone else who proposed to you before. Sha. She's a nice girl, but um, I um, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if Jovi knows that she was previously engaged. Yeah, mom's gonna put the kibosh on this. Um, and she's like, and mom's like, I am very concerned because I think child, yo, Ukrainian women just want to get to America. Um. So it's a it's a problem. It's a problem for her. The next <sighs> the next scene, Yara is just walking through New Orleans with a solo saxophone playing. <laughs> <laughs> played on a solo saxophone. From do you know what that's from? Uh, Miss Saigon, right? Yes. Song on a solo saxophone. I know that because Vicky Jelona at Brass Ring Theater was saying that in the Broadway in the uh, Broadway's Tops concert, y'all. I love Vicky Jelona and her son Nick. They're part of the theater that we gave to the Bra- Brass Ring Theater. I that assume she's saying in. that as a white person and not an Asian person. That no, she's saying as a white person. We did. I do remember when we did Showboat though, and she put on a lot of Seth Tanner and played Julie. <laughs> Hey y'all! Um, really? Well, you should have we seen when her? they did the production of South Pacific. Everyone had just fake orange, orange wrist, and orange. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. What? This is, a this is a problem in small areas when you don't have a lot of diversity. But I would just say, just don't do those pieces. Don't wow. don't choose those pieces. Well, you know. So she's walking the streets. She's lonely. She's going to the gym. She also says she's been feeling sick a lot. Ding, ding, ding. Remember that later. So she calls her friend. Lara. Lara. And she says, like, they have the most boring conversation. Hello, how are you? She's like, she is my best friend. I love her so much. You love her. The weather's beautiful here. You're missing everything. Um, And she's like, oh. And she's like, I'm so sorry you're depressed. And she's like, I just feel tired and I want to sleep and I feel gross. And she was like, you're pregnant, right? What if you're pregnant? And, and y'all she goes, like, what? what? And she said, we've been careful. He's always pulled out and came on my tits. Yeah, he always, <laughs> yeah. Y'all, Joby's never worn a condom. Never. 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 Even, even when a girl says, you got to put on a condom, he'll have a condom and like try to take it off. He's that gross person. He is. He is. Or he would just so, reject a condom so much. That's, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so she's thinking she might be pregnant and it's terrifying for her. Yes. She doesn't want to be a mom right now. Yeah. 
Um, that's I, all I have about those two. Yeah, before not we, a lot. And before we jump into that, I want to, y'all. We don't normally talk about a lot of this, but I feel like this is so pertinent. One of our sissies, oh, one of our sissies, came at us in our sissy squad and gave us a little bit of hot tea, and she said. I can't name my source, but in another, um, but I, in another group, someone knows Betty and Ron, aka Brandon and Julia's parents, and she says that quote, "They are swingers, and they go on swinger cruises. They bought the farm for doomsday prep. <laughs> They're because I guess they're cures." They're QAnons. QAnon. Yeah. So, and Betty works in HR and often shows up at 11 a.m. because of the farm. Y'all, imagine Betty getting onto you in HR. <laughs> that is fucking real. It says she, I, she gets packages delivered there a lot because she doesn't want to, Ron to know that she shops a lot. And we called it, Ron owns a car dealership. Yep. And, um... Anyway, and they're also their farm is like way, way, way out there. And Betty is as obsessed with Brandon as she appears on TV. I received a similar message to confirm this. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, and someone swore me to secrecy about it. So I'm, I can't say who it is, but this. Well, we just told it. This is getting out. Yeah, this is this is getting out there. We normally don't talk about tea on the show, but. We can't stand them, and they seem like horrible fake people. And I want them to go down because they're awful, and they're making Julia feel ridiculous for just not wanting to be a slave laborer at this fucking farm that's making no money. I really hope Julia doesn't end up marrying him. Do you think she will? I hope she leaves. I don't know. They can't say anything for the sake of the show right now. But maybe she'll – or I don't – I think she actually loves him, but if she does want a green card, I hope she gets hers and fucking leaves. But I think I she hope, loves him. I hope they just – I think if he gets away from – he's not a good person. But maybe if he gets away from the parents, he'll be a little bit better and, sh- and they can kind of grow together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Remember he made a video like mocking slavery. Oh, so awful. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of feel like when somebody's doing that, they're pretty far gone. Yeah. Um, Let's do like- – in Italy. Let's talk about some other problematic people for other reasons. Okay. We were like three-fourths of the way through this episode. We watched it together, and I was like, wow, there's nothing. We haven't to- had a lot of Mike and Natalie. And then the last ten minutes were riveting. Holy fuck, y'all. This has been the biggest 180 that we have seen in a while. The biggest. It. They've been holding this back. The producers in the show have been holding this back till this moment. It sounds wow. so sweet because at first it's starting Natalie. She's petting the cat more. She's like grabbing the cat. She's brushing it. She's like, I've, I've been here for a month. And uh, and we haven't talked about how I treat Mike in Ukraine and how I give him a ring back. So today. I've not discussed ring and fight yet. So today, uh, today I'm going to look for a ring. My precious. <laughs> my precious. I'm going to look for the ring. <laughs> what are you doing? That's what Gollum does. He's always like. Again, who we need to have on the show, Sean Pulaski does the best fucking Gollum impression. I should. We need to have Thank her on. Thank you for discounting mine, though. It was it. fine. <laughs> 
You know, I'll accept fine. Okay, it's just crazy when you do it. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I. I wish they would have played the fucking Lord of the Rings theme thumb whenever Natalie was looking for this ring. So, yeah, she I looked just wanted for the to ring. be like. So she was like, it's not in smelly closet. <laughs> it's not in smelly closet. Um, I don't have a ring in it. Uh, a ring from Mike and it makes me feel uh, makes me feel insecure and uncomfortable. Um, to me, the ring means uh, he still loves me. Wow. And I, yes, she's left all alone to her own devices at home. But I think production hates her because she's she's been given a really bad edit. Um, I don't because. <laughs> I were laughing, y'all, because papers just fell off of my desktop onto my face, <laughs> and it scared me. Uh, they scared me. Oh, that, you scared me. You scared me. Oh, God. That show needs to come back. God bless mother. Where were we? <laughs> um, so she basically says, she's like, you know, I chose him. I came for him. So, and she's like, maybe he wants to show his message. So she's going and looking through everything and she doesn't find the ring. And then she's building a fire and she's just warming her feet. I just think (laughs) Natalie is odd. I think she's just an, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I think she's just like, I think she was probably like a weird kid. And I think she's just kind of odd. And so she's just having to entertain herself a lot. And she's just kind of not great enough to know. For me, it's not that at all. For me, the only response and the only way she can live is through in crisis. She thrives on living I, in some type of drama. I agree that she's probably had very anxious times. And so feeling anxious and That's feeling normal. like things are falling, feel normal. So she needs to feel normal, exactly. which is that. Yeah. Um, and being at peace feels so outside of her body. She doesn't yeah, she, even know how to do it. She can't, she can't even do that. Yeah. It's, that's that's where I think it is. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. So Mike comes home and suddenly we hear, honey, I'm home and I had a hard day. Pour me a cold one and do bad way. And she says it. I'm like, I'm like what song is that? Everybody knows, everybody knows Shania Twain on the planet. And the fact that you don't know that makes you an idiot. What song is that? It's Shania Twain. But is that, a, was that a single that was released? Yes, and it was popular. What's the name of it? I don't know. Y'all, come at me if you know that Shania Twain song. Uh, we do not, not, not reality gays does not endorse this. We do not have the rights to the song. Uh-uh. That's the song. This was the single? Yes. Like, this job ain't worth the pay. And went to the end of the dirt. Hey, hun, I'm on my way. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you never heard that? 
No, I haven't. But strangely enough, Nally does not want to pour him a cold one because no. she accuses him of being a drunk and yells at him later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a country song. So y'all, um, Mike comes home and he, y'all, he's already worn down. He's coming home late and he's, someone even posted in the sissy squad of him just making that same face. He all, that I say, that, that <laughs> when I say he always makes that same face, the face that they posted of him just going, with his bottom lip kind of up and him just kind of shrugging. That's it, y'all. Uh, and so he's already beat down. And Natalie says, I make you shrimps? Uh, and he's like, yeah, some pasta. And she's like, no, 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 rice, rice, because I don't want you to gain weight. Already starts in. And Mike's like, I just want stir, stir fry. And she's like, okay, okay. But you're not, okay, fry. But- We're not going to fry anything. He's like, but I just want stir fry. And he's, and he's like, you don't fry stir fry. It's just in a stir fry. And she said, okay, but you don't lose weight. <laughs> you never lose weight. This could be a language thing. But Jesus no, fucking Christ. This is not a language thing. Because the I, way she said it had had um, resentment yes, behind it. It's really bad, you guys. And she tries uh, to kiss him. And he's like, I don't want to kiss right now. And she says, um, he's like, I'm definitely drinking a beer tonight. And uh, she's like, no more alcohol. And he's like, I'm having one. And she's like, I wish you'd drink water. And he's like, I wish you would have a beer with me. And, and I, my mouth said, dropped when he said that. She says, lose 10 pounds. Or he says, she says to him, lose 10 pounds and we'll talk. Or 10 kilos. And we'll talk. It's, <laughs> it's already, they're already, the honeymoon they is over. Another, they, they do hate another. one another. And I don't think, I don't think. I don't really think either of them loved one. Another. I think they both love just the idea of one another. And, yeah. and I do think Natalie wants to come to the U S I do think that's a large part of this. I think, I think she, wants she does to want a baby. She does want a baby and she did, does want to come to the U S yeah, I do think that. Um, I don't think that's necessarily her only reason. I don't, I think she probably would tell you she loves Mike, but I think she loves the idea of him. Cause I agree the way that the here's the deal, y'all. Poodle and I have talked about this before. A lot of sissies that came at us and said that they felt really triggered by Natalie because of her disordered eating uh, yep. and her behavior and the way she shames Mike about food. And we're not defending Mike. I actually think he's a kind of a gross person too. Same kind of passive behavior where it, you you kind of wind up agging it on because you never actually state your own point of view. And you he, let the other person do it all. And I yep. think he is making Natalie. It's he's the worst for Natalie because he they're the worst for each other because she needs someone that always she feels like is making space for them in their life. And Mike doesn't it's not even like a selfishness. It's just I think he's just like fucking lazy. Yeah, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And he's just like, I don't think he has it in him. Yeah, I don't think he has it in him at all. And he's just kind of like the dumb country girl. And do you do you think he? I think this is a. I do think he did have a little bit of like I'm gonna get myself a Russian wife kind of a thing. Yes, yes, because I think he thinks he's exceptional and he's not. Yes, you guys, he thinks he was abducted by aliens. That's true. I think Mike thinks I'm special, y'all. You're not any more special than anybody. We're all special. Stop. Later on, he's basically saying, "Well, she says I'm looking for the ring today," and he's like, he's kind of like enjoying, and he's like, "Did you find the ring?" And he's like, yeah, kind of got to pay the bills. So I sold the ring. And now they're just fucking with each other. They're just hate fucking each other with their words at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, because they get into um, 
I wrote down, this is awful and toxic. Talk, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and she's like, I feel like I'm here for a month and nothing has changed. And yeah. And Mike said, yep, I made it real special for you. And I'm like, you did not. You're now oh. you're gaslighting her. You did nothing for her. And she's like, but we don't have respect for one another. And I don't get that and, from you. And then y'all. She pulls out the big guns because she's done with her passive aggressive. It's time for straight up aggro. Here we go. Here are the nukes. And she's like, how much is your IQ? Uh, mine is high. I was told 110. First of all, that's medium. That's <laughs> kind of intelligent. Uh, well, Mike says, don't know. I never took yeah. one. And... And then Natalie says, have you ever been to museums? Have you been to museums? He's like, I I've, just, I've been to the Louvre is, and she, with you. And she's like, you went with me. That does not count. You this is way different. bad, you guys. This is bad. If, I, oh, if this was reversed, not to say that um, I'm, not, I'm not saying, just think about if this was a man saying this to a woman. Yes. Just take that. Yes. Yes. And she then she says... Well, you're just. Uh, do you know? You're low class. Do you know low class? You're low. And Mike, that's when Mike finally, because Mike is always so just like whatever. I don't do this either. Duh, duh, duh. Water off the dust. Nothing bothers me. But I'm really just going to gaslight you and be passive aggressive. And he actually says, "What do you know about low class?" And um, the producer even says, and actually, when she said that, I went, "Oh, he's done. He that is. A, yeah. I think that is a moment where he is done. But now." For the rest of this relationship, he is not going to still have the balls to actually stand up and have a spine and nope. break up with her. He's going to let her just sit in this shit and make her feel like shit and know and let her spin in this and then ever be like, I don't know why she was so, why it didn't work so out. It was all toxic. her, it was all her uh, fault. I didn't do anything. I'm such a nice guy. Yeah, it's, it's really awful. Um, but she just keeps going and she's like, I'm low class. She, she says, you're drunk and now don't touch me. Uh, I'm afraid of you. Which, and oh my God. That it's is, just like, that is, she's, she's not afraid of him. Let's, well, let's. Maybe in her mind she is. We don't know what Natalie has been through. So that is she, true. You know what? That is exactly, she, you're, exactly her right. Her experience could make, it could be triggered by him. However, we have not seen – I actually don't – I don't think just from my little bit of experience and professional experience of counseling and couple, but I don't think Mike would be physically abusive of her because um, we he's so just meek. So and, passive. But yeah. that said, there are people that that is the game. They act that way, and then they could have a surprising side. However, though, she is – I think in that moment, that is – y'all, you have to remember, Natalie never forgets that she's on a camera. That is I, – I will so agree with you Someone there. who has an Instagram that looks like hers, which is just fucking filters and pictures of her over and over, someone that self-involved does not forget that there's a camera in front of them. And even the producer called her and said, do you provoke Mike? And she's like, yes. So then she ends up – when he does call her, she says, you're a low-class drunk man. <sighs> and, yeah. then, and then Mike's like, she sings everything so bad around here, so low-class. Low, low uh, low and then 
Mike then comes back and he's like, please. Uh, she's like, I don't like the way you cut. And he's like, what? Explain this to me with your high IQ. Like, yeah. it's just, it's bad. And it's Mike even, good. that was, that's why that, because Mike keeps fixating on that. He's like, well, what class do you fit in? What makes you better than anyone else? Right. She, he does say that. And, and she says at the end, I feel like I'm going home soon. You think? And I, I would really encourage you guys, not that I'm all about um, reversing the sexes here, but really think about this because there's a, there's a, we can understand kind of why Natalie does things, but damn, can you imagine what would have happened if Matt, Natalie had been male and said that thing to a female Mike? Also, a female Mike is, is, is a very interesting thing to think about. Um, I don't want to think about any version of Mike. But yes, it was, y'all, they're done. If they end up getting married, this is the stupidest decision of their lives. If they end up getting married, the whole scene was the whole season's been fabricated. That's all I've got to say. Some people have said they are married. If they are, then she bitch just wants a green card, or that's really, really fake. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a real shame. Um, yeah. Can we move on to something strangely more entertaining? We should, but before we do that, we should take. Yes, we'll be right back, y'all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but... That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens So Andrew's eating a hamburger In Puerto Vallarta alone (laughs) And there's How no one in this, you alone? There's no one in this restaurant, y'all. Alone. I hear the ticking of the clock. I'm lying here. The room is pitch dark. <laughs> um so Yo, if you haven't heard Celine sing alone, oh, don't get me started. Oh my so god. Good. So it's been 48 hours since... 40 what? 48 hours. 48 hours. Son of a bitch, I can't find my fiancé in a Mexican detention center. Son of a bitch. I miss her so much this week. But, y'all, next week I think Stephanie is meeting Ryan from Ladyville, Belize. My fiancé, Ryan from Ladyville, Belize. (laughs) It's going to be good. What a joy. What a... What a... What a... Gift, gift is gift. Mwah. Mwah. Stephanie so, will love you. It's been 48 hours since she was detained. Uh, he's eating a burger. Someone oh. online called him Gross Malone, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh man, um, y'all, this first of all, I don't even I wanted to say this poor cameraman was so bored, and then I went, Wait a minute, is there even a cameraman here? Because it's like he and Amira have filmed all of their scenes by themselves with cell phones totally that were sent agree. to them. I, it's I the agree. weirdest. 
it's the weirdest thing. Like y'all, when we did the the Bling Empire crossover with uh, with um, Institution Park, she said, "I can't get into Ninety Day Fiance because that shot that show never has a steady shot, and it costs a dollar forty five to make." Institution's <laughs> <laughs> lived it, y'all. She's lived it, like reality journalism. She has. Thank you for having a coughing fit on the. Sorry, the, I thought I pressed the mute button and I didn't. Um. So, uh, anyway, five hours later, yeah, this is riveting television. Um, she's online. He goes, oh, my God, she's online. She's He's online. Like, baby, are you okay? Hi, baby. And it turns out, uh, unemotionally, she's on a plane to Amsterdam. Um, yeah. she, never, she never made it out of the airport. And she says, it's still hard for me to talk about. We y'all have come at us with that detention centers are not nice. Well, because we weren't we weren't sure if because we know that we know the condition of detention centers at the border. We didn't know what the Mexican detention centers were like, and they're not good. They're they're prison like. That's what we've heard. They are prison like, and so um, she's saying that. Um, yeah, she never made it outside the airport. They took her right away. Um, if she was there for. Three days, and America, uh, Amira's put back on the plane, and she's um, she's recording this in the bathroom when she finally got to her hotel with her producer talking to her, holding, and she has a phone set up in a weird position, recording it, crying while she's holding her blush brush. <laughs> so let's not let's not minimize her pain, but you are right; she is very interested in putting I'm on. Like, is ready. She's still going to beat her face. And so, um, but she said very important to her. Oh, it is. And, um, she's, and her lips are huge now. She's gotten such big lip injections, but she said that Andrew just talked to her then, but didn't message her again at all. He didn't ask if she had made it, if she had landed at the hotel, if she'd been to the hotel. And she said, basically it was a big space, like a prison cell and that there were toilets, but no toilet paper. And that she didn't shower for three days. And then she's crying and saying, she said, I had no dignity. Yep. And she said she did not want to go to Mexico, that Andrew pushed it. And he said, I'm always doing things for you. Why can't you do this for me? Sound familiar? Sounds something like Andrew would do? Gross. Y'all, watching Andrew, um, watching Andrew in his hotel room, waiting for her, recording himself talking on his cell phone. It just reminded me of like a gamer who can't, who keeps refreshing Jabaya PlayStation 5. Like that's where his stress is on this. Such a narcissistic moment. So gross. Um, Anyway, she's still upset. She can't stop crying. It was a really bad moment for her. And I I, I said this before, you guys. Um, People, French people who aren't French um, who, who who are immigrants there, unless you're from a French speaking uh, colony of France or from some kind of territory of France, you have a hard time. Um, there's a lot of racism in France, uh, especially outside big cities. And uh, so I'm sure she's had a rough time of it. Yeah. Um, and she can't stop crying. She says, I want to heal. And she says, well, Andrew, understand I have doubts. But she and, said, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I need to sleep and move on. Yeah. That's, that's 
all I have about this was just such a sad moment for this story. It's so it's such a it's such a such a roller coaster, so to speak. Of Andrew makes me laugh and is so just laughable, and then Amir, I'm just like, oh god, this is sad. He's ridiculous. Um. Y'all, it's Tarzel. My little princess. Um, I can't believe you did that because I was literally gonna sing do 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 do. We have been doing this too long. (laughs) Can you read my mind? It's Tarzel, the sixth daughter of Tevya. Um, now I was incorrect when someone brought it out to me because I was saying that Tevya had three daughters. Um Tevia actually has five daughters, and I'd forgotten. I'd never actually done this musical. Um, I've only coached people in this musical, and the only time I've coached them were for the three daughters. And the, oh. the other two daughters are younger, uh, Sprinza and Bielka. Um, and I remember now saying, because I've seen the movie, there are five daughters, but they sing very little. Um, and they're the younger daughters. Uh, so... I think Tarzel is right around in the middle. She's probably a little younger than Hava. Um, but uh, I'm glad you've done a character analysis. I thought a lot about this. And so Tarzel is always in the back, kind of mopping with a scarf on her head. Mm. She's going out. That, that hump is quite prominent. She's got very bad teen acne. <laughs> it's a bad. It's just bad. You girl. know what? She's the smartest of all of them. Oh, yes. Sadly, she will probably meet a Cossack um, and fall in love because none of the girls in Fiddler do well. <laughs> no. Sadly. Um, so let's talk about Tarzel. Um, Tariq and Hazel, y'all. They're uh, going out to eat. And it's the first time we, we've mentioned coronavirus, I believe. I think uh, on this on this on this version. This season. Yeah. So this is probably the last, last thing to be taped. Um, yes. And so they're um well no, that's not true. We've heard about from we've heard about through Andrew and Amira. Oh, you're right. This yeah. is the first time we've seen people like wearing masks and I think like that. Um Yes. So they're dealing with um uh they're gonna they're trying to deal with corona and everything, but uh Tariq is like, you know, this might get worse. I hope not. Um, spoiler alert. So they're like, let's go look <laughs> at Virginia. It'll last for two years. Um, Ugh. they're gonna go to Virginia Beach and they live. I th- don't they live there? Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, they're he's gonna show her Virginia Beach. He's like, before it gets weird. Um, and so Hazel even says, which is something she's like, in the Philippines, everyone wears masks all the time. It's yeah, not seen as a weird thing. Um. So they go to this restaurant and they're sitting, they sit down and they go to eat. And there was a conversation and I don't remember it because y'all Tariq is wearing a backwards hat. And you know what happens to me. Stop! You know what happens when a guy wears a backwards hat. I just talked about it in Justin of season two of our classic 90 Day Gay Trio. I find him so problematic. I find him with that hot sauce song is awful. I don't like him. Um, 
Anyway, I would blow his dick like a like a like a baby beluga coming out of the sea baby with that backwards hat. Baby beluga. Um. Uh. I. I find him, even though I said last when you said if he, you'd fuck him right, I'm like, oh yeah, especially especially right now. Um, she's so she's looking out on the beach. She's like, oh, lots of sexy girls. So they do talk a little bit about her wanting a girl in their relationship. Again, I can't believe we have to keep saying this, but we do. Uh, the fact that Hazel says she's bisexual means she's bisexual. So because that's what she she says she is. Yeah, y'all, she's not a lesbian. Yeah. However, however, she, who cares? She her, says she's bisexual. Believe her. Her terms about what she thinks bisexuality is might not be might not be that accurate because what she's thinking is that the relationship with Tariq, she can be bisexual and either not act on those feelings or act on those feelings. However, being in a relationship that is with more than one person is polyamory. And I think yes. that's what she's talking about. We we had this discussion. It's just exhausting that we have to talk about it. And the producers of this show are making us talk about it. But They're not doing a great job. You know, we had we had some comments in our sissy squad about this. And this is what I, I don't care about her sexuality. What I am more interested in is, you know, you kind of wonder, like, does Hazel is Hazel really into Tariq? And we had um we had a Filipino sissy talk about how like the experience of where Hazel's from is not a necessarily a good area of the Philippines and that she said in her opinion she said I feel like she says I feel like she does want a better life for herself and her son and yeah. she said and I feel like she tolerates Tariq and she probably maybe has grown to love him but I don't think that's her first choice now are we saying that she's gay and lying to a man no we're not saying that I, it has nothing to do with her sexuality I'm saying that I think that she's kind of spot on with this. I mean, it's hard to tell with Hazel. I think that I almost feel like sometimes Hazel says things like, oh, this friend gave me a present. I've had a friend never given me a present. I almost wonder, like, what even is Hazel's definition of love? Can't she feel love like the way Tariq? Like, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that they're, 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 they're talking in different languages. Like literally yeah. they're, they're it's, coming from such a different, different places. Yeah. Because it's privileged for you to be able, it is privileged for you to be able to say, Oh, I just want to fall in love and meet somebody that I love forever and be devoted to them. And privileged to marry for love. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I think in a lot of the world, it is a privilege to marry for love, especially for women. Yep. A lot of women are told who to marry and they have to do it. So I feel like for Hazel, she just has a different, more, you've used this word with other people. I think she probably has a more transactional way of thinking about money I totally or agree. marriage. Yeah. I think he does also say, so she says that about, about the w women, uh, he, she says about the women that are out there. He's like, well, you can pick from all kinds here, but she's like, you know, I love Thai American women, those, that's my thing. And I'm thinking, you know, let her fucking choose whatever she wants. Your, your idea of that you, that you have a voice in any kind of polyamorous relationship. It's, it's gross to me. Um, it just seems a little, it seems a little, um, it brings up concerns about 
perceptions and race and sexualizing yeah. people of it. Cause like, look, yes, I've dated a lot of black guys and we've talked about it on the show. We've talked about poodles dated a lot of Latin guys, but Mike, I talked about bling empire. We've had, my asshole has been like a small world. I mean, I'm an equal opportunity slut. Equal. And I, I do think that's an odd thing to say. It is. It made me feel like when he said that, like if my boyfriend, and I actually would think about, like if my boyfriend said, hey, I want to be in an open relationship, I wouldn't be like, well, it better be another black guy. Because that feels, for me, that feels racist to say that. Mm-hmm. It feels sexualizing people. And I, you're right. I wouldn't say that. I would be like, okay. And I mean, do I get a voice in like hopefully being attracted to this person of wealth where I'm going to be in a sexual relationship? Yes, but maybe not. It just felt like, oh, he's trying to fulfill a fantasy. Exactly. He's trying to fill his fulfill his own fantasy with trying a little bit to include hers. Um, yeah, that's what it feels like. And it's gross, y'all. I'm not a fan of his. We know that. I think it's all fetishizing Asian women. I think it's gross. I don't like him. I don't like his brother. The whole family can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. I do like him. And then he does shit like this and I go, ooh. Yep. I know. It's hard. Uh, and so, I think about him with his backward hat and his arms and I'm like. Yeah, it's hard for you to see anything. I know. You'll One day you'll get out, get away from that. So. She says, we have an ex, Minty, and it, this is when we find out what happened. She was jealous because they were speaking Thai in front of her, and she did not know it, and she got very upset, and she saw a text from Minty on, sorry, Minty, as he says. Minty. Minty. Minty on his phone, and... um. He was talking about. He's like, I was, I was calling, I was, I was texting her because I was worried about her and the virus. And she's like, Why don't you tell me? That's what I don't like about all this. So, look, I fucked a lot of people that I still know and I'm friends with, like on Facebook or their Instagram or whatever that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not asking them how they're doing with coronavirus, like. Like, yes, like I have a guy that I used to date who now lives in Paris. Like when there was like the Paris bombings and things like that, I actually went onto his profile, made sure he was okay, saw that he posted a post. I still didn't message him. I'm like, are you coming back here to fuck me? <laughs> um, I think that's the show, y'all. Is, it, is that what we're ending the show on? Jesus. You wanted to end it on Tarzel. No, but I mean, yeah, that's true. I milk my little cow. She's my best friend that I have. Y'all, speaking of tradition, we have a tradition. We either haven't had any or we've forgotten. Um, but y'all, we forgot. It's a sissy spotlight. It's a sissy spotlight. I hate that theme. So, y'all, this is our point where uh, if you're in the Gatreon at the in our Gatreon, you uh, at a at a at the which is it the come at it come at us tier? Yeah, you can call in and leave a voicemail on our Gatreon. You can you can pop off, and so. We we haven't listened as always. We choose these. We haven't listened to them, so we're gonna listen to this sissy spotlight right now. 
Connect for you automatically, English service. English service is busy right now. 目前英文客服忙线中，转至普通话服务，请按九。<laughs> Now that's our best job we've ever had. <laughs> Y'all, we keep it real here. We keep it real. That, I, that I'm almost certain was a telemarketer call. Either that, or it was the shadiest fuck sissy spotlight. <laughs> When she starts speaking Chinese, I love、um, my mind. I don't know what it is, but the, you know what? The answer that to that is blueberry. <laughs> thank you for asking your question. How? <laughs> Please thank you for asking your question, sissy. So, y'all, we just want to remind you: you too can send us your sissy spotlight. And y'all, this week I'm going to give you a topic. I want to know what's something that you're looking forward to after quarantine. After we got the vaccine, after the kind of world opens up sometime in 2022,、um, hopefully, and sooner than later. <laughs> um, but and also, tell us something that, or talk about something that you wish would stay around, like Zoom meetings or. Or some type of like I don't know something from quarantine. I actually love sometimes I love Zoom coachings because they don't have to come. They don't have to put on、um, or, or elastic waist pants. Yeah, there we are.、Um, there we are. But and you are really happy about cyber sex. You're making coin. It's not the same, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. That's the show. It's not the same when they pay me in Benjis. <laughs> Y'all, that's the show. You can go to ninety or nope, sorry, you can go to re- reality gaze, reality gaze podcast dot com. Everybody, you can find us on Instagram at reality gaze podcast, and you can find us on the Twitter at reality gaze pod. We want to remind you, Bling Empire has dropped. We're having, we're really enjoying that show. I think we got still to do three or four episodes of that.、Uh, yeah, I think three episodes. Listen to us on Thursday night at the Crappies. Go to watchwhatcrappens dot com for more information on that, and、um, and don't forget、um, don't forget to leave a five star review right now, y'all, because we need it. We changed, we changed our name to Reality Gaze, so it helps bump us back up. So if you could just put a five star review and poodle, if you don't know what to say, what do you say? Keep going, queens, and y'all join our, join our Facebook group, our Sissy Squad. Join the sissy. Yeah,、group. we're having fun in there. You, if you don't want to be in a private Facebook group, you we're always at facebook.com/slash/realitygaze, and that'll get you, you can follow that as well. Poodle. Yes, we call these people <laughs> lonely, lonely, lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places. Because aren't we all just lonely, lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes, and if you have. I kill grateful to one ten. Call us. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com